In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it is crazy communication. Ha! She's fine. The game plan. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. Thank you so much for listening. It is the game plan episode when it comes to crazy good communication. Bah, she's fine. F dot I dot N dot E dot. Freaked out, Freaked out insecure, insecure, neurotic, and, and emotional. emotional. Thank you, Italian job. <laughs> That is what fine means and generally means she ain't fine. I'll be you fine, girl. You know what I'm saying, but you wasn't fine. So that, that's what it is. Hey, don't forget, email address if you want to get in touch with the program, coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com. You can also check out our website, manversusmarriagepodcast.com. So the game plan episode is an episode that we give you so you can develop a game plan for game day. We can give you all the tools that you need, or um, we kind of use our journey as an example for what's been done so you can formulate your own game plan. And then it'll be followed by a playbook episode so you can write out the plays and be ready to run them when the time comes, right? So, honey, you said you want to flip the script on me. I don't know what this is going to be, but I'm in. (laughs) He has no idea this is kind of a spur of the moment, let's change it up kind of thing. So... I'm going to ask you some things because I think the guys need to understand. Do you know these things about your wife? If you don't know them, you need to know them because this is how you're going to get to the playbook. This is how you're going to make your plays. If you don't know your opponent or you don't know what you're up against, how do you know what play to use? Well, in this uh, in this instance, you know, man versus marriage, we're actually teammates. So you got to know your teammates and how to support them. But you, know? you got to know what's affecting me. I do. Your, your game plan is against whatever's affecting me. If I'm not in it, if I'm retreating, if I'm anxious, if you and I are not communicating, if we're not touching, if we're not having sex, there is definitely some kind of something you need to come up against and you need to know how to attack it. Correct? I'm ready. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, put me on the spot. Okay. First things first. What, what is my love language? My top two. What are my top two? You're going to start out easy? I like it. I like it. So number one is physical touch, and number two is quality time. Okay. What do you notice about me when something's wrong? How do I behave? What are, what are the things? I'm not even going to give you any hints. What do you notice? What do you see? What do you hear? What changes? When do I start to get concerned um, when you start disappearing, that, that is, uh, meaning what? Well, when you spend more time in the room away from everybody, um, when you spend more time on your phone, whether it's not very, you know, it's not like Twitter and stuff, a lot, a lot of that now, but in times past, it's been games on your phone, Facebook on your phone, everything on your phone, even when like 
We've all been in the room together. We're trying to watch a family movie, have a discussion, be at dinner, whatever we're doing as a family, and you are doing your own thing, shrinking away, disappearing, and you're not present in the moment. Okay. What do you notice about um, conversations with other people, with you and I? Um... I would say, you know, so things are things are not always the same, but you you begin to get like really snappy and edgy and um what was that? Resting what? <laughs> RBF. <laughs> <laughs> you just have the you have this certain look about you and I don't know now if maybe I don't pick up as much visually as as it is instinctual. I don't I don't really know what it is. You've made a point to tell me that these are the things you do, and I don't even realize I'm doing them anymore. Um, I won't say all the time, but you just, you become so edgy, cutthroat, you start speaking with knives. And, you know, even when the kids are trying to have a good time or, you know, we're all communicating or whatever the case, whatever the case may be, you get super duper edgy. Okay. So... What are some of the things that you do or that you maybe started noticing that you do? I can tell you what it is and I will, but I'm going to let you figure it out first and see how much you catch on to that maybe I don't or vice versa. But what are some of the things that you do when you notice those things to help either get around to what's going on or um, maybe kind of help bring it to my attention? Well, I mean, the, you know, namely what I do um, is I try to, I try to seek opportunity to give like a, almost like a gentle, a gentle touch. And I can usually tell if you're standoffish that I need to, um, I need to move to plan B, which is to touch you differently. Whereas, you know, whether it's the small of your back, a pat on the tail, or come up behind you and try to wrap my arms around you and hold on to you until, I don't want to say you surrender, but almost until relax you surrender, <clears throat> you know, whatever is ailing you until you surrender through that. I can tell that your body will, that you just breathe in. And you let it out. And I know one of the biggest things for you is that you got to feel safe. You got to feel protected. So my, I've always wanted my arms to be the safest place in the world for you. That has been my goal. So I try to maneuver through um, whatever is ailing you. Now, if you if you're getting really snappy, you know I try to I try to give you some kind of a, a verbal cue. It's like, honey. I don't even know. I can't think of what I say right now. In the moment, it seems to come up, but I can give you some kind of. You a have verbal... a face that you give me now. If you can't, if you're not really sure if you should say it in front of the kids, you'll kind of give me a face, and I've recognized it a little more now. Okay, oh, I've I've developed a face. Good. <laughs> um, but that's that's what I'll try to do because I know that I know that um, I wish I could think of the phrase that I use because it's a phrase we agreed on to to help you understand that. 
you're being too sharp or I'm being too sharp or we're taking it too far and we need to back down. I can't think of the phrase right now, but it's not a perfect world. So I'm sure once the recording is done or in the next minute or two, maybe I'll, I'll recognize it. So what do you say? Well, first of all, everything that you just said, you do intentionally. Mm-hmm. You don't just come in and I'm going to try to navigate this situation and see what works and what doesn't. You have learned me. So you're very intentional about making sure that you know what my needs are and you know what my, um, what's the word? You know what I respond to. That's a good word. Because if I'm being pissy and you come in and, whoa, the hell and you start getting pissy nothing's going to change i'm going to retreat further or i'm going to attack those are the only two places that i know how to function it's like putting out a fire with grease it just it just makes it worse we've done it for too many years we've learned um this particular instance the things that i've noticed and this is just me kind of becoming more self-aware of my my own stuff but also paying better attention um one of the things that affected me the most when all this started was you went to the store and you bought things and you didn't just buy things that we needed for the house. You went to the store and you bought things that I needed for my meal plan to stay on. Hello dogs on my plan for myself, making sure that I stayed a priority because I'm quick. I am so quick and I know there's a lot of people like me. I will feed the kids and I will starve for a few days or I'll fast, you know, well, biblically fast because I can handle it. The kids can eat. Um, But you weren't going to let me go that route. You made sure that I had what I needed Mm -hmm. and that kind of sent a message to me because, yeah, you did go to the store and you did get a couple of other things, but it put me first. I was a priority. That means a lot to me. Um, You are very intentional on... If, especially if I'm having a really crappy day, you don't just come in and give me a kiss. Like with all this crap going on, you have to come in, run upstairs, change your clothes, get all this stuff off and then come down and and say hello and kiss everybody. Normally that's not how we do things, but, um, you're pretty intentional about coming in and making sure that I get that hold that I need and that I have that minute to breathe. Um, you're also intentional about checking on me all day. If, if you've caught something is going on, I get text messages even if you're having a hell of a day at work, you'll make it a point to text me. I'm just checking in, wanted to see how things were going. Are you doing okay? Um, you're very quick to ask me questions. You do not try to fix it. That That is probably where we've had the hardest time in the beginning of our marriage was, I'm just going to fix it. I'll just fix it. Whatever it is, I'll fix it and she'll be fine. That doesn't help when I'm trying to navigate things with myself, within myself, to have you fix it, because then I didn't learn nothing. You know what I what I've noticed. You know when you when a guy gets into when anybody gets into just fixing your problems, it's it it's almost <clears throat> it was never meant this way, but it's almost demeaning because it's like here's you know th- this is what's going on. Well, all you got to do is this this this, and then that person's like minimizing 
what you're going through at the moment when they're not even in your shoes and they're not even in your world of what's well, happening. And, it's and, like putting a Band-Aid over a cut that needs stitches. You don't just put a Band-Aid over it. you got to stitch it up first. Otherwise, you're just going to bleed through the Band-Aid and eventually we're going to be here again. So I, I've noticed, um, and again, this is stuff that we've learned with Rita coaching us big time. But um, there are small things that you do now we have a plan in place now i have a game plan for myself a playbook for myself because my anxiety has been known to take me out um where if i'm starting to get anxious or i'm starting to get to where i feel like okay my head's spinning i can't quite get control of this no matter what quincy's doing i have permission to call him and say hey i need you for a minute can you stop work and call me I have permission to let him know I'm struggling right now. And when you get a break, I need you to call me. Um, I don't always do it right on time or learning. But um, just knowing that I have that availability makes a huge difference. Yeah. And I think just hearing you say permission, we I think we know what that means. But it, I don't want it to come across like uh, I'm your father figure and you have to have my permission. You, you know, have the access to do these things. Some and... some jobs don't let you stop and make phone calls. Some True. jobs don't let you check your phone for a text until you get a break. But at least I know that if I if I throw it out there, when you do get a break to check it, yeah, I know that you're going to call me or you're going to check in with me somehow, some way. So it's not like, you know, you're my dad and you say, okay, well, okay, you can call me at work. No, that's not what I'm saying. It, it's just letting me know that I have access to you when I need you. True. And I want to make a momentary disclaimer. If you hear screaming in the background, that is happy screaming. <laughs> Quarantine <laughs> at home in Honey, the studio. <laughs> that's, yeah, we're in the studio. We're in the Moran studio, but... Uh, that is Kirsten getting excited about a TV show. Nobody is torturing her. That's actually an excited scream. So just so you're aware of that. Welcome anyway, to our world. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good world. Um. Anyway, I noticed things that things that you do that make the biggest impact. You ask me questions. You don't try to fix it. You ask me. Okay, I'm noticing you feel tense. I'm noticing you've got a little edge to your voice or. You know, you, you seem like you're pulling back a little bit. Do we need to talk? Do we need to go in the other room? Do you need to go have dinner upstairs and watch a movie with me? You kind of present things where I'm still able to withdraw from stuff, but I'm not able to withdraw from you. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, you're not letting me get by myself. If that, does that make sense? Um, the other thing is you'll, the way that you present it, um, instead of saying, you know, when I tell you I'm worried about not having enough food, I'm worried about not having enough money, I'm worried about this not happening or that not happening, instead of, um, okay, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? You tend to ask me things that make me play it out. Okay, so you're worried that we don't have enough meat. How much do we have in the freezer right now? Okay, we went over that. Okay, so worst case scenario right now, we have X amount of days, right? Yeah, okay, so we have this many days to figure out a solution. Yeah. So it gives me kind of a little bit of leeway to say, okay, I don't have to solve this right this second, mm -hmm. and it gives me room to breathe. Um, sometimes you'll come back with, 
<clears throat> like the meat thing, I was flipping my shit, no joke, because we we eat a lot and nobody had anything. And then we go in the store and it's like, you can buy two pounds of ground beef. Dude, that's not a dinner. That's not even one meal in this house. We go through five pounds of ground beef that's my for portion. one meal. Right? <laughs> <clears throat> so going in places and having somebody tell me I can only get one dozen eggs. We literally go through two to three dozen a day, a day. Yeah. And I can buy one at a time per household. And I'm not allowed to take my kids in the store because people here somehow change the rules on us. I can only go by myself, one person, one cart. Piss off. <laughs> Just really? saying. Give everybody a handful of cash. <clears throat> no doubt. Give a handful but of cash, man. These were things that were, were it's just my way of looking at things. I have managed making sure we don't go back where we came from. We've worked our ass off to get here. I don't want to go back. But you were helping me by contacting other people and saying, okay, you know what? This area has farms where they have butchers on site. We can call. Maybe we could do a box meat order. You you were doing things on the side mm -hmm. to let me know that you weren't just letting my worry sit. That's big. Because for many, many years, I would worry and not tell you. Because you didn't have... Why am I going to burden you with my stuff? You got all your work stuff. You got your own emotions. You got all this. I'm not going to tell you. It's just not worth it. We've got this communication thing now where you don't give me that option to not tell you. I'm not allowed to shut down. Now, this is something we had to learn with Rita. I had to give him permission to piss me off until I talked. <laughs> so that don't do it from the beginning to trust me you need permission first because if you piss her off just to piss her off this is not gonna be good no dude go all in <laughs> trust me go all in all the way but again things that we did that were intentional you made sure that you took note you watched what was going on so even if i wasn't talking you made me talk you found ways to let me know you knew something was going on yeah um you took steps to take something off my plate or make me a priority and say, okay, well, I took care of this food for you. You take care of the kids. I'll take care of you. That, to me, is huge because I never put me first. Hmm. You always put me first. I never put me first. So that, that took me out of my own equation. Okay, as long as you're taking care of me, I'm good. Hmm. I'm protected and I'm safe. But I wasn't, I don't think that way when I'm in the moment because my concern is always family. How do I take care of this? Mm -hmm. um, you're very quick to not try to fix me, but to find ways to help me fix my own problem. You know, and, it, and it's not just this situation. We've had things where you've said, do you need to talk to Rita about this? Is this something where we need to get someone else involved? If you're not comfortable talking to me about it, Let's call Rita. Why don't you see if you can go have coffee? You know, do you need to go and have a mom day with your friend and take off for a few hours? You find a way to give me options so that I can get out of my own situation. Because sometimes, like right now, with everybody locked in the house, there ain't a whole lot of places to go. No. And trying to get out of your own headspace when you can't even get out of your own four walls doesn't work real well. True. So we've had to be creative with it. 
you know, go for a walk. Uh, you take one of the dogs and take off for a walk or let's go in the backyard and sit by the fire. Kids stay in the house. You know, we're having to, we're learning this now. <laughs> we're in this place now where it's like a uh, date night. Um, it's non-existent. <laughs> Something we were already supposed to be practicing anyway. So, um, and the other thing that you make sure to do is you don't, you don't judge me. You don't come at me. You give me a place to talk, let it all out. You give me that soft place. You let me say what I need to say. And you do it without, um, it's almost like sometimes it could be something that's so obvious. Like you could look at me and go, dude, all you have to do is this and you'll be fine. But instead of doing that, you let me talk through it and kind of question around it until I come to my own conclusion. You know, how you, the, the, my big fat Greek wedding, she's like, the man is the head, but the woman is the neck, and we can turn it any way which we want. That's kind of what you're doing is you're basically directing me into a place where I can think for myself and come up with my own solution. Yeah. But at the same time, you're kind of guiding that solution without just handing it to me and making it easy. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like teaching your kids. I'm not a kid, but it's the same concept. I've got to give you the options and let you make your own choices. And then when you start making choices, I'm just going to kind of, okay, well, here's the pros and cons to this. What do you think? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the, the, the main thing, the biggest part for me is you're constantly checking in. You're constantly making sure, are, is this coming up again? Are we okay? Because I might, a few days later, I'll throw something out and <laughs> we'll use the book. The book is a perfect example. The book is a huge spiral for me because I've got a plan. I've got this lined out. We're going, we're going, we're going. We got the first draft done. We get to the second draft and I scrapped 60% of it and we just started flipping everything around. And then we're getting, okay, now we're almost at 85% done and I just had a complete and total meltdown mm -hmm. for no freaking reason now that we've actually talked through it. But I let myself get scared and freaked out and worried about stuff but I didn't talk about it I just freaked out and now we're in a place where you know I'll make a comment and say okay well you know what I'm thinking about this and you'll stop me okay well is this still something that we're trying to work through or because the last time we talked about this this was your decision this is what we had come up with I just need to know, are you worried about this? Are we, do we need to rehash it? Do we need to maybe draw it out on one of our notepads? You're checking with me to make sure that wherever my mindset is going, it's not putting me back where we were when all this chaos started. Does that make sense? Yep. So, but sometimes I don't see those things coming. Yeah. It's very easy because it's my pattern to fall into a trap of, oh shit, we've got medical bills. Okay, I'm not even gonna look at those. I'm just, I'm not even gonna deal with it. Oh crap, we've got no food in the freezer. Oh crap, I can't get to the store. Oh crap, we don't have a babysitter. Oh crap, I can't get my book done. It's very easy for all of these things. They're, they seem minor. They seem like they're just everyday things. But as they begin to pile, I don't see myself retreating. I don't, I might not notice I'm getting snappy. I might not notice, you know what? You and I haven't had sex in five days. That's not normal. Yeah. 
But I'm not catching those things because I'm so caught up in my own anxiety and my own stuff. That's where you taking note and knowing what my needs are, what my signs are, what my, my um, personality, my behaviors, what all these different... You hear me talking to my friend on the phone and I'm complaining about something and maybe it's about myself. You know, I'm, I'm struggling with my weight or I'm struggling with these different things that I'm trying to do for myself. And I just, you know what? I just don't care. I just can't even, I am not even think about it. You hear those things and you automatically it, go into game mode. Okay. That something's off here. <clears throat> I don't see them. Mm-hmm. When you're in it, you don't always notice it. That's right. So this is where your part as a spouse, th- this is where you become coach now without actually becoming coach. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You start pulling these things out. You start intentionally doing things that remind me how important I am, how valuable I am, what you know my needs mean to you, that I'm a priority, and it helps me start working through some of my stuff because sometimes I can forget that I need to be a priority. Yeah. That's true. <clears throat> so I think I don't have a cough button so you're killing I'm my microphone here. really sorry but I can't help it so I guess where where you guys are now is you need to if you haven't figured out what her needs are you really got to pay attention you, yeah it, it's not just she's not always going to come out and tell you yes we're working on communication yes you guys are going to get to that point where you're going to say those things I still struggle with this 20 years and I still struggle with saying I just need you to give me a hug I just need to be held for a minute. I still struggle with that sometimes. I still struggle with coming to you and saying, dude, I need to get away. I, I, I know we have no money right now. I know money is tight. I know that we're like having this whole budget conflict conversation, but I have got to get a break. These are things you've got to learn to say. Even if you're going to argue about them, you've got to learn to say it. <clears throat> but it's also something that we've, I think tuned into knowing each other well enough to be able to catch something's off. And if you don't catch it, that something that's off can turn into something really big between the two of you that never had anything to do with the two of you. Very true. And I, that's why I'm such a, I'm such a big proponent of doing things on purpose for a purpose. You just got to figure out what that purpose is so that you can be intentional about it. So I'll, I'll wrap up, uh, honey, thank you for sharing all of that. You make me sound like a pretty good guy. Um, you have your moments. I do apparently. Uh, thank you for that. Um, but I'll wrap up this game plan episode with this to say, you know, play offense. Don't be offensive. You freaking jerk. I'm kidding. Play offense. You got to know her needs. That's kind of where the, the basis of this starts for me. I, I got to know what my wife needs. I want to know what she needs to feel good, to feel safe, to feel protected, to feel loved, to feel like a priority. And and she'll tell you what her needs are through you know her, her actions, through some of her talk. And if it's hard to get her to talk, then it's time for you to engage. But I know my wife's needs, that she needs to feel safe, she needs to feel protected, she needs to feel certainty, 
and she needs physical touch. That's a part of what she needs. And like for me, if you ever played sports, and especially at the high school level or or higher, you know that game study, you're studying game film, it's a part of the process so that you can learn um, a tell or a sign or what's happening. So that's all I'm asking you to do here is start to start to study and understand and learn your wife and figure out what her needs are so that you can formulate a plan to ensure when she starts getting outside of herself, you can help, you can kind of help coach her back into it. And she's going to do the same for you. It's not like I'm this mighty coach who never has, you know, feelings of worry or self-doubt or frustrations. I have those things just like she does. It's just easier when you have a coach or a spouse or somebody alongside of you that can see you outside of your situation and can kind of give you a different perspective. And that's a message that I gave my kids this week, you know, and I want to give it to you is that there's two things that I can always use a lot more of. Gratitude, number one. Number two, perspective. And that goes a long way in helping us to help other people. So when you look at the keys um, to success and you know what her needs are, you can see where she's at, like kind of acting outside of that, which means that she's not fine. And for me, I look at Jeannie's language. And not, you know, not language as a whole because she swears like a sailor. But um, I look at her language and if she's using phrases like, we just got to, we'll just have to figure it out. I know when she says that phrase, we just got to figure something out, that there is a problem. Um, Physical touch, when she's tense, when she gets chippy, um, her face, her shoulders, her whole body language changes. And then her mentality or mentally, she just starts to disappear or she gets distant. Those are things that I have seen that are keys that indicate to me that something is off with her and she may, she just might need my help or my comfort or my presence to help her see it, to make herself aware of it, so that she can say, you know, here's what I need to feel better or to resolve this situation. Or this is what I'm going through, and I just need you to help me with it. And I, and I think that's extremely, extremely important for us as guys to know. That's why it's important for you to hear, you know, our journey and our experience so that you can take it and look at your own life, your own experience, your own marriage, and be able to pull from our keys uh, to victory and have a victory of your own. And then finally, you know, you need to know what your wife's love language is. I'm just going to keep harping on it, dude. It's not going away. It is not going to go away. Like I said, I think maybe twice a year we need to read that book. I just got done reading it about a month ago, and it blows my mind how this, just how game changer love language truly, truly is. Well, and what's funny to me is how you don't always notice that it's not just the top two that matter. Right. You know, we'll, we'll get into it another time, but just... You receiving gifts from me in the last month, little things, and that's not usually your thing, but those made a huge impact on what you're going through at work. So it's not always just knowing the top two. You've got to know all of them and how and when to implement them because sometimes depending on what's going on around you or what situation you're in, those might shift. They aren't going to change, but they might shift. Very true. And in order to have... 
In order to play a successful game, you have got to have a great game plan. I look forward to hearing your successes. Make sure you're sharing them. Share them on Facebook. Share them on the email. What, what, the email. Uh, And um, take this. Make a plan and get ready to execute that plan. And I'm telling you, it is game changer status. For the Q Diggity Dog and Gina, this is the Man vs. Marriage Podcast. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.